welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Danny Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of what are called 52 Lord's Days for each week of the year. Today we are in episode number 16 and in episode number 16. This episode is very timely for this week we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Though we know this week as Easter from an old English word referring to the month of Eostre, which I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it right, but the point is, is that this holiday was used to celebrate certain feasts in that month. Much like Christmas, Christians replace pagan holidays for Christian holidays in the early centuries of the Christian church. In Latin and Greek, however, the Christian celebration was called Pascha, from the Greek word Pascha, a word derived from the Aramaic Pascha, cognate of a Hebrew word called Pesach. This was usually a celebration of the Passover. The Passover, of course, is that celebration of the Israelites' freedom from slavery in the land of Egypt. As Christians now, the Passover means to us something more profound than physical slavery. It means that Christ came to free us from the slavery of sin and death and the devil. As a reminder, today we continue speaking about the Apostles' Creed and most particularly the person of Jesus Christ. We are still only on the third line of the reference to Jesus in the Apostles' Creed. Remember, the Apostles' Creed begins in this way, I believe in God the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, and then it moves on to a section talking about Jesus. We have been talking about Jesus for a while, and we are on the third line. Let me read all three lines to you once again. It says this, and then Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. As you may be able to recall, last week we talked about the suffering of Jesus Christ. Today we will talk about the last three aspects here of line three, which is the fact that He was crucified, that He died, and He was buried. What's important to note here is that this is the Gospel. There is much discussion today about what is the gospel. Well, here we have a clear picture of what the gospel is. The gospel is the fact that Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth. He became one of us, that he lived a perfect sinless life, that he went to the cross, that he died, he was buried, and he rose from the dead. And in case you missed it, let me read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Paul says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received. Notice the word gospel there. In which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And here, here he lays it out. For I delivered to you, as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scripture, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. So there it is, folks. That is the gospel. And in sum, here, the Heidelberg Catechism is drawing our attention to these three different aspects. That Jesus died, he was crucified, that he was buried, and then that he was raised from the dead. 
In this episode, we will leave the latter to speak of on next week's episode, meaning the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he was raised from the dead. So today we're going to focus on his death and also on his burial. And we begin with the first question in Lord's Day 16. Why was it necessary for Christ to suffer death? Quote, unquote. The answer given is this. Because the justice and truth of God require the satisfaction for our sins could be made no other way than the death of the Son of God. Now this is an interesting statement, isn't it? Because you must ask yourself, why not just the sacrifice of someone else or something else? Why God himself and why God as man? The answer is simple. If man committed a crime, man himself had to pay for that crime. And the truth is, though, is that we know if we read the scriptures and if we really take a look, a deep look into ourselves and our souls, we know that we are wicked. Only, however, a perfect sacrifice could ratify the wrath of God as we have already spoken about. What sin earned for us is death. And that is what Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says. It says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that is the thing folks, that sin leads us to death. Our own sin. We are born into sin. Therefore, we cannot save ourselves because we are spiritually dead. But, notice that but there in chapter 6, verse 23 of Romans. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key is Christ Jesus. You see, Paul gives us a clear picture of that in Romans chapter 5. He says this, starting verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam." who was a type of the one who was to come. You see that everyone is sinful. Everyone is born into into sin. But see this, what he's saying. Verse 15, but the free gift. Notice the word gift there again. From Romans chapter 6, verse 23 as well. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many die through one's men's trespass, much more have the grace of God. And the free gift, there's that word again, by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And here Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 tells us of this beautiful truth in another way. It says this, But we see Jesus was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, and that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Now, why was Jesus buried? That is the next question in the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day number 16. The answer is simple. To show thereby that he was really dead. A person who is alive is not ever buried, unless they're buried alive, of course. But Jesus here is buried, and we have records from the Gospels testifying to this and also historical records testifying of the fact that Jesus surely died and surely was buried. This account, by the way, can be found in Matthew chapter 29 verses 59 and 60 and also in John 19 verses 38 through 42. But the summary of it is given to us in Acts chapter 13 29, which says, Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree meaning the cross, and laid him in a tomb. Now the Heidelberg Catechism offers yet another question. It says this, Since then Christ died for us, why must we also die? 
Well, this death that is talking about here is spiritual death because the answer given is this. Our death is not a satisfaction for our sin, but only a dying to sin and an entering into eternal life. In other words, we must die to our sin in order to receive life. It's one of the great oxymorons, so to speak, of the Christian faith. That in order for you to live, you must die. And this death begins with the recognition of our own condition. That is why Paul says in Romans chapter 7, verses 24 and 25, he says this, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. And finally, the fourth question in the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day number 16, says this, What further benefit do we receive from the sacrifice and death of Christ on the cross? The answer is that by his power our old man is with him crucified, slain, and buried, so that the evil lust of the flesh may no more reign in us, but that we may offer ourselves unto him a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Here we see the very picture of baptism, that as we're going under the water, we're being buried with our sins, and that, that sin is represented of Jesus Christ's own burial and his death, and then when we are risen from the water, we are risen into a new life. Colossians 2.12 says this, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Baptism is a full identification with Jesus Christ's own death, burial, and resurrection. And what is the significance here for us practically? Well, 2 Corinthians 5.15 tells us, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. What great truth, what great reality. We must live as Christ lived. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher's Devo Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family, and also to subscribe. Blessings to you and yours. 